Hey, Brian Wilson, Texas Lawhawk. Say Funky Town Podcast. Funky Town Podcast! What? Funky Town Podcast! Funky Town Podcast! Funky Town Podcast? Funky Town Podcast! But then I didn't have the guts to go. <laughs> All right, welcome to Funky Town Podcast. That was Mr. Wolfie by Garage Barrage, and we are in One Horn today mm-hmm. with a uh, Joe and Zach, mm-hmm. and our guest today is Mark Weger. What up? Hey. Um, yeah, we went to what was it Friday night? It was Lola's and um, Phantom Mello Garage Barrage. Me Motor Scooter played, mm-hmm. and um, 
all three bands have had their videos made by Coffee Pot Films, which is Ian from Garage Garage. He's in that mm-hmm. project. So they were going to premiere the Mr. Wolfie video at their show on Friday night. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to see it before everybody else, you had to go to the show. But yeah, they had a little screen set up, mm-hmm. and they we played the Me uh, Motor Scooter video first. We used Jeff Chase's projector. Okay, yeah. yeah. And it's just set right up there, and they, and they played the Me Motor Scooter video first, and the Phantom Mello video, and then... Um, the Mr. Wolfie video. They're all really good. They're I all mean, really good. Obviously, I'm a little biased, but yeah, they're they're all really good videos. My um, everybody in my family is in the in the Me Motor Scooter video. Yeah, right? I yeah. saw that video. It's really awesome. Oh, yeah, like, whenever <laughs> it first came out, I was like, man, I know uh, a lot of people in this. Probably almost yeah. everybody in that. Yeah, it's like a pretty cool Fort Worth uh, Fort Worth barrage. That's yeah. what we, we try to do that with all our videos. Keep it as Fort Worth as fuck as possible. That's awesome. No, as soon as I was watching that video, and as as soon as it shows the end of it and um you can see my boy with the fire with the poop fire bag or whatever yeah i turned to say that that's my kid and i'm like ah, i know that guy i know that guy too damn it i can't <laughs> tell anybody around me that that's my son because they already know, <laughs> you know? but I, I totally had that that's my boy moment and everybody already knew that was my boy so i couldn't you said the same person made uh made all three of the videos yeah that's cool is that um it's their coffee pot films and it's a, there's a several of them but um Ian McKenyon uh, directed ours, and then I think Anthony Milton did the Gum Love and the w- Mr. Wolfie. Okay, I think I'm not sure. That's cool. But I like yeah. I like bands putting out music videos. It's always fun. I feel like whenever War Party would drop a music video, it was always yeah. Like, mm-hmm. right, this is great. I know because it used to be some bands would do it. They would shoot it on their phone or whatever, and they mm-hmm. were cool. And but they were still kind of sparse, you know. Yeah. Now it's become like that's what you do if you're gonna have a single you gotta have a video that goes which what it always was but yeah now we're capable at a local level to do the same yeah thing. i mean it's that's so a, much easier now than it was before you yeah. don't need a big budget you know and make really good i mean you can really you can make a good video on your iphone if you want you can to. you can um but you know but now we have guys in town who are good at making videos you know we're talking about dustin before the show started i mean he he makes videos he did the other mm-hmm. me motor scooter video yeah that's right it's servant and uh and the, I think he's got like four or five on the weekly awards. I've got four. The, you have four videos on the weekly awards yeah. best video list. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think Dustin has three or four that he did because he did the dual video. He did the uh, Jamal Spears video, mm-hmm. the Me Motor Scooter video, and I think maybe another one. He yeah, he shot ours. I don't know. I think he did a lot more on all those other ones. Yeah. And so and shot and directed. That was cool. And then now we have um, an actual category in the weekly awards. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's awesome. I like all of those people you just named. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I met Mark last year at the Weekly Awards. I walked up. I I think I had taken a break from the table. We were just broadcast or uh, uh, just podcasting live from the deal. I think we did half, and then the Jerry Johnson Massacre did the other half, or vice versa. Right. But uh, I'd left for a minute. I come back, and Dustin was standing by the table. I'm like, "What's going on over here?" And it's Mark and Jason Lee just <laughs> podcasting just themselves, riffing on everybody that walked on stage. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it got pretty fun. I think that was my favorite part of the show because I was like, "Ah, hey, this is cool." I'm, I'm listening to my show, and I didn't even know this happened. I didn't know what was going on. I couldn't hear it because <laughs> mm-hmm. you know I couldn't hear what was going on, which y'all, y'all were doing, and so I had to wait to listen to it. And it was cool. It was pretty fun getting to talk about all of our friends as they win awesome awards. I feel like we we all went real uh, real hard on Team Parker Anderson that <laughs> night. <laughs> I remember that. like every award. Yeah, yeah. Threw yeah. a big speech down every time, and I was like, "I think I'm voting for this guy for president next yeah. year." <laughs> um, he preached at my. Um, I preached, but he th- did a sermon at my church a couple week- weeks ago. Interesting. Yeah, it was a whole I – mean, and I thought he would just kind of get up there and do that same kind of deal but longer, but he actually had like, you know, like 
passages that he had ha- highlighted that he would read or you know different types of literature that he would re- read from and he had um some weird diagram that, that kind of helps you i mean it was like a teaching lesson it was real good that's really interesting that doesn't surprise me in any way but yeah <laughs> but that, that sounds like it could be an interesting time yeah it was cool um but yeah, I know you had, I, dead vinyl walked away with all the awards last year to where yeah. you know everybody's like well now a dead vinyl, I think, is going to be the pretty girl to the prom that never gets asked. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody's going to be like, I'm not going to vote for dead vinyl. They're going to they're gonna win anyway. Someone vote for this band. And then dead vinyl won't get any votes because <laughs> everybody will be like, you know. Do you think that ever that you, that you ever have that, <clears throat> that that's a possibility? To where ha- you can become popular enough to where people don't vote for you because they assume everybody else is going to vote for you that they don't even get. That happens to me every year. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. This is why you've been left I, off. I feel like that happened to me last year, yeah. Yeah. I think that uh, in the big Mike situation kind of was that way only there were so many people that were like oh still voting and still voting that they're like F it let's just name a category after him that so, was awesome yeah. it? so now it's not cover band it's big Mike tribute band yeah which is pretty sweet that's gotta make you feel good they might as well call the drummer award the Matt Mabel award seriously too, so though yeah fi- I feel like he might run into a little bit of that people being like who even oh, let's pick next person yeah yeah he gets that a lot um every year um, oh yeah, and so the uh, um, Jesse Foster threw a big event, the Chili Cookoff at, at the t- Tin Panther. I wanted <laughs> yeah. to talk about that because I heard That's that was cool. I, I didn't get to go, but you ended up being the winner. I did. It was really awesome. It was a, uh, it was really a honor anyway, just to be asked to do it with the list of chefs that they brought on. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like going through all the restaurants and who's got what and head chef at all these places and i'm like okay well this is cool i'm a bartender at the chat room yeah (laughs) but uh i started doing movies and munchies at the moon bar back in the day probably like eight years ago and i would show movies and cook homemade stuff and people would come eat it and then whenever the moon closed and we did it at willa's and people would come eat all my food and so it was like in the bar industry and in the music industry everybody just kind of like fell in love with eating the stuff that i went up and cooked and so a couple of people from the weekly were like hey i know that your chili's bomb would you feel like entering this thing hmm, that's cool and yeah it was like from the get-go i was the dark horse contestant because everybody else has got a kitchen everybody else has got a restaurant everybody else is rocking it that way and uh then i just brought it in and made really pretty simple chili and everybody loved it it was fun and then i got pretty hammered and made a serious acceptance speech that went viral on the internet or something oh, really? <laughs> where I'm pretty sure I proclaimed that Fort Worth had the best weather in town whatever that means <laughs> and I quoted a couple of times oh so we should have found that video <laughs> oh it's pretty good uh, it's pretty good pretty good call on my part there that's amazing <laughs> I'm not even sure how you would come up with Fort Worth has the best weather in town I've been so mad at the stupid area for the last Six didn't it, months, didn't it rain the day of the chili cook-off? It, not this year. Oh, okay. Yeah, it did. Uh, I think that last year it rained. Oh, that's right. Okay. I think the co- I was trying to say somewhere in there, I had talked about Arts Goggle and, uh, and Open Streets and these other days that are really important to me that I think every time that those happen, I'm, I'm just in love with Fort Worth and just so excited to uh-huh. be a part of the community that makes all those things happen that I was comparing it to that, you know, and I was, but our day was so gorgeous and everything. I'm like, Oh, you know, we, everybody's out here. Everybody's eating food. We got the best weather in town and everybody just <laughs> falls out. <laughs> <laughs> got to be reminded later. Like, you know what you set up there? Cause it's funny. We got it on video. It is funny. Especially yeah. when you say we had the best weather in town. Yeah. 
it's like the Tin Panther specifically probably has the best weather in town. Like if mm-hmm. you're at Lola's, the weather's oh, not so yeah, great. It's not, not near as good. But you know. sit in that sweet little vortex of mm-hmm. the uh, Trinity River. Trinity River. Yeah. <laughs> it was really fun though. It was cool to be a part of a, a a Fort Worth day like that. That felt so very Fort Worth to the core and mm-hmm. Texas chili and all this stuff. You know, yeah. everybody was hungry and got there and by the time you leave you're got the meat sweats and nobody can <laughs> walk to their cars even it's, it's awesome so uh what's the uh rule for the hardcore chili people is it no beans or is it no meat what is in there like a thing where it's like it's not real chili if it's got meat in it or it's not oh, real no, chili if it has beans in it i feel like a whole lot of people say that it's not chili if it's got beans in it's it beans, that's okay. soup or whatever but i don't care at all I've always kind of been like, if I'm going to feed more people, I'm probably putting beans in it. Like, save me money so that more people can eat. But if I'm doing, like, at the chili competition, I didn't do beans because it was just, like, trying to show off, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, no, this is all meat. You know, mine had venison and uh, beef in it, and so it was, like, little chunks of deer in there, too. It was, oh, it was awesome. Now, did you hunt the deer that you used to, for the chili? No, I actually haven't hunted in a really long time since I was a kid. I, I fish a lot and love fishing, but there's some something snapped in me at some point, and I had a really hard time gunning down an animal. However, I guess super hypocritically, I will eat it any yeah. day. So all my, I've got a couple of friends that are in the hood, and my family too, and everybody seems to have some extra venison that they don't want to go bad, and I will always take it. It's a blast to cook with too. So yeah, yeah, I love right. yeah. See, I don't mind hunting, but I don't hunt. You know, I just because I, I do. I, f- I feel bad about you know, I just mm-hmm. killing the animal. It's like yeah. I'm like, I, you know, yeah, I used to. I don't. don't anymore. Yeah, my fa- and my family still. You know, it was I'd a- hunt squirrel. I don't like squirrels, and I'd shoot the fuck out of those fuckers. But I'd eat them too if I shot them. I'd fry them and eat them. So that you didn't just. I'm just saying, I'm not going to just go out there and just start just gang banging squirrels and you know <laughs> drive by and bam, 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 bam. And then I don't think that word means. That what doesn't you think mean it what means. you think it means. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> the weather's always great over here. I can yeah. gang bang squirrels. It's all the same. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I feel like with the the hunting thing, I even whenever it's like, oh, we're going out to this guy's property. He's got a ton of hogs and they're a mess and we're going to go. So you wouldn't shoot a hog. See, that's that's probably a better example. Weird. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't know that I I feel like shoot gunning down this thing. I think I would shoot a hog. But then I I also will go catch, you know, a hundred fish if they'll let me in a day and look at each one of them and be like, yeah, lip ring. All right. You're back. Mm -hmm. Yep. Now, do you ever feel bad about that? Uh, If I, I have to say that if even perch or something like that, if the hook is, caught in there and, and i'm it, gonna it, it, actually it takes you longer to pull it like i do feel bad i get done and i'm like oh no a little buddy and then whenever they're not making it and you just got to change your fishing spot you're like okay i can't watch that fish <laughs> die in front of me right. <laughs> <laughs> but when i went a trout fishing that happened to me it's like i um I don't know. I just wasn't noticing when they're because I was using two poles. So I wasn't just holding it and like holding the thing. So I didn't really mm-hmm. realize when they swallowed it until yeah. they were fighting to get off of my rods on this. And I, I, I pull it in and the hook is like halfway down their throat and I'm all yep. pulling it out and they're bleeding around my hand and everything. And then the fish jumps out and it lands in the water. I'm like, dang it. And now it's all just kind of floating. <laughs> I'm all like, <laughs> I didn't throw the fish back in. I actually lost it. And it's dying and I'm feeling bad for it. And, and it, it looks bad as, as a a fisherman who just wasted whatever. Yeah, yeah so I was like, I ended up finally, it kept getting closer and closer until I got my rod down and picked it back up. And then it was still alive enough to put it on a stringer and keep it in there. But I didn't want it floating down the stream and mm-hmm. the guys that are down there fishing for trout, you know, it was like, who the fuck, do, you know? Yeah, I've done that where I had one right in front of me that had been out of the water too long or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, I've only got one. I'm going to put it back. And then he's just like, you know, 
I reach down there and put it on, put it on the stringer and be like, okay, I guess you're coming with me now. And, and that happens with a lot of people um, who use like the little snow lines or whatever mm-hmm. with salmon eggs, and they'll swallow them all mm-hmm. the way. Mm-hmm. So uh, little trout, you're supposed to catch all of the ones that are stocked. You know, they're like even if it's a ten inch or whatever, you're right? Like, Go ahead and keep it. We put ke- only keepers in here. So I multiple times would catch little bitty trout that had a snow hook all the way in their throat already that somebody just like clipped and throw. Oh back. yeah, sure. And then caught him again, and I'm like, oh, okay, this guy already got caught one time. You're having yeah. a bad day. They have they do say that fish will expel yeah. over time. They'll get they'll get that hook out. Yeah, you know, but they will go around with the hook in their face or in their belly or whatever for the while, unless they're goth and then they just like like it. Get another one. Yeah. Try and get both sides. A little dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We. <laughs> my goal. I, I hope that me and Zach are friends for the rest of our lives, and my goal is to one day. Zach's going to turn to me and be like, Jeff, I just want to say, man, I want to appreciate, I want to tell you that I appreciate you making me love nature. And then <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> He's not a big na- 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 nature guy. He doesn't, he doesn't fish. He doesn't really like to camp and all that kind of stuff. I but, like, but one I'm day like, I want to, I like creature comforts. I like AC. I like warm beds. I like, um, electricity. I believe the phrase, the term for you is an avid endorsement. I, I am very much so. I, I, you, you don't enjoy pooping in a bag. Not particularly. Mm. I mean, I'll do it for bag. fun, but yeah. I don't want to oh, do I it because I have from to. The Devil's River, you have to. <laughs> yeah, to haul, you haul in, pack in, and pack out. Mm. I really would love to go do that Devil's River. See, was, I was going to ask you if you've done that. I haven't, but boy, would I. It was a fucking ass beating. Okay, so pass. Or? No, we didn't do it. It's beautiful, <laughs> but it was it was one of the most arduous things I've ever done. <sighs> Not my favorite word to use for. <laughs> yeah, I mean, camp. I don't. I'm not really trying to go. This was work. like, yeah, right. you know, yeah, this really, was work. Work camping really for sure. Playing Red Dead Redemption. Right, right. <laughs> All the wonders of nature in air conditioning. Yeah, you can fish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, know? you, can, you can sit around and fish, but you can also <laughs> favor some food to your front yeah. door. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool, man. The Devil's River uh, trip has got to be insane. That's yeah, that's a good time. How long was it? Uh, we did three or two nights on the river. It's not that much poop. I guess that's okay. No, yeah, I I, I skated by with without having to haul haul much out. <laughs> so you can't just dig a hole and poop in a hole. No, in. you cannot. All of the land on both sides of the river is, is private. Yeah, mm-hmm. though only the waterway itself is public land, and people are real jerks about it. Yep. Which I guess I understand because if it was enough for uh, for people to complain that the uh, the waste on. But it's anyway, see, it's like even people's trash and this and whatever, which always seems to happen, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you give people just a little bit of a, give them an inch and they take them all type situation. So I understand where the people are coming from, but still it seems a little. Yeah. Where'd you camp? Um, so there's um, a paddler's camp at the, oh, what was it, like five mile mark or something like that or six mile mark. And then there was another one at the um, like 13 or 14 mile mark. So How long is the whole thing? Um. Oh, it was 14 miles start to finish. Oh, that's not very far at all. Yeah, it's not very far distance wise, but there's a lot of really gnarly rapids. Um, so you went over that little waterfall thing. I didn't. We didn't go. We had to like um portage our boats over that waterfall. So you had to carry them up over the side, hand them down, then take a leash and drag them around to where you yeah. actually get into it. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. A, yeah there's one intense. part where it's like big rocks and it's just giant waterfall yeah but we did we did a lot of other rapids um everybody ate shit i mean i'm still i still got all my oh when did you go uh like last week or week before last yeah no yeah this is very recent kayaks yeah yeah yeah, kayaks kayaks. yeah i couldn't imagine doing it in a canoe that would have been very hairy 
So is your kayak to sit on top or to sit inside? To sit on top, kind of. Yeah. yeah. And you have all your stuff in dry bags. Yeah. So. Is it all strapped down? Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, the kayak will flip over. It's not Yeah, a, been there. Yeah, it, no matter what. So uh, strap everything down. So then did you not go over the waterfall section because of danger? Oh, yeah, that would okay. have killed you for oh, sure. okay. Yeah. I didn't know if it, some people did do it. And some no, no, no. Uh, no, I saw a video of a guy. He did the 30 miles. And I yeah. think it was four days that they were on it, which is, yeah. sounds right, double what you did. Yeah. But, um... It showed that that, that, that that part, and they're like, he's like, yeah, we can't go over this, and it just shows like, I mean, it's a fucking water. You'd go over a waterfall. It's about a 30-foot drop. Something like that, yeah. yeah. So you had to, like, they had to go around some other weird way and walk down there and then carry their kayaks yeah. down and then, exactly and, and then get a rope and then pull it over to another section to where they can get into it. And then, he, then the other guy had to go back and help and help his buddy yeah. do the same thing as they get both kayaks. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. Like fun. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was a it was a beating. And there was one part where they walked through. It's like it was so shallow and it was muddy. So like when they would step in, their feet would sink, whatever, like that. But they had to walk their kayak for like three hundred yards because oh. it was so they couldn't. Luckily, you know. we didn't have that. Um, but then what we got in return was rapids that weren't marked. Oh, and, and so we show up. It was on, like more water than normal. Yeah, so with a higher water level, you're like, oh, okay, well here we go. Now yeah, because so we you this. just you did, like by the end of the second day, we just like hear rapids in the distance, like fucking cunt <laughs> rain or thunder uh yeah it rained on us yeah have you guys done uh the rochelle's um brazos river trip? no that's what i want to do Mm-mm, no you that's on my for no that's on my list though you go to like possum kingdom it's, it's and so close yeah it's such a there's three options you know there's a there's a 20 mile and a 10 mile or you can do it all together and it's 30 it's such a cool concept though because you park at the uh <clears throat> You park at the place at Rochelle's, which mm-hmm. is right at the Highway Four Bridge over the Brazos. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing if you're doing the twenty mile, then they load you up there and take you right to the base of the uh, Possum Kingdom Dam and put you in the water there. And you do twenty miles back to Rochelle's, and the ten mile you leave at Rochelle's and you go ten miles down the river. And so if you do the thirty, it's all of them, mm-hmm. and it's. It's one of the coolest things. We did it at, when I was growing up with like a church men's group or whatever. We went every couple of years. And yeah. so I think that I've done I've done the 20 mile twice and I've done the 10 mile like three times. And it's just, it's a blast. You do end up having to get up and drag and <clears throat> it, it does all depend on the uh, floatability of the river and that stuff. But right yeah. now with it being what it is, you could probably just toss in and hold on, you know? Yeah. That's it. A friend of mine went a couple weeks ago and because um, they say that the 20 mile trip is like a is now a six hour no i mean i think was it normally six hours or is it oh man we always did but, the 20 mile in like two days okay yeah because no, i mean we it's, like had fun we okay slow up and we fish the whole time and there's a there's a really really nice place to camp mm-hmm. um that's not very far from the pk dam you know so you don't we didn't put a whole lot in on the first, first day. day yeah yeah set up camp fish hang out all night get up in the morning then there's a cave that you can camp in, you know, so there's like a, a destination pretty much for the day two. So you put, put like a, the most paddling in on day two or whatever, mm-hmm. and get like 10 or 10 miles or 11 miles or whatever, and then camp in the cave and have a good time that night. And one of the times that we did that came a crazy, crazy thunderstorm. We got to hear it like echoing thunder oh, through wow. the canyons. It sounds like pod racing on, uh, on star Wars. It's yeah. Like, goo, 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 goo as it passes you it was pretty awesome i'd love to get out and do that again sometime we should take a that should be the next fishing, fishy town fishy yeah. town thing be down. now because i've been talking well, to dustin about going up there and doing that and, and susie said she would do it because she'd rent you know yeah it's, uh they've got kayak and canoe rentals at yeah. her shows and all yeah. the stuff man that sounds right it's, it's really nice i'm in 
my uh, my arms are almost healed from <laughs> last trip. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll say this too about the devils. If you do do it, um, bring beater fishing poles. We brought. There was four of us. We brought seven poles. We came home with like one and a half. Really? Oh. Just breaking them? Yeah. Some of them broke. Some of them fell out. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So go buy ultralights from uh, Walmart. And yeah. Rock it with that. Exactly. Not yeah. a bad gig. Yeah. Don't bring anything you don't. You're not afraid to lose. Yeah. It is not anything like that on the Brazos, but it is still <laughs> enjoyable. Yeah, but I think right right now they're they're opening all the all the gates for all the lakes, and so oh, yeah. it's really moving. That's what I'm saying. I, I think that that I mean you can do that 20 mile easy in a one day trip now. Yeah. I mean it's just a matter of hours where you'll just you just go on and just hang on, and it'll take you all. The way. They won't rent it to kids, and they won't rent it to anybody who's inexperienced. You know, yeah. um, now if you're inexperienced and you have your own shit i think they'll take you up there and drop you off whatever but sure. but they're not gonna let you use their stuff if you don't know what you're doing <clears throat> so because it's fast right now yeah and i know that they stock um they stocked right below the dam they put they put a bunch of trout in there now that most of those have either died or moved on or whatever but they also have the um guadalupe spotted bass and uh the florida black bass and whatever those have all been put in the river there so the whole way down the river you're catching you're catching fish that you don't normally catch everywhere yeah, else, yeah, you know. Yeah, like yeah. even the black bass that you pull out, you're like, whoa, because it's a Guadalupe spotted one, you know. And yeah. It's really cool. It's a it's a great trip. We should we should definitely do that. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll get Dustin, Susie, and Zach. Will you, will you go on that? I'll do my best. Yeah. We'll sit on the that's, front of a I mean, yeah. that's a soft no. <laughs> there's a there's a chance a you could sleep in a cave. No. Yeah, uh, you that, might be able to sleep be in a cave. That would be neat. That would be neat. That would be closer to indoors. Yeah, because <laughs> you'd be kind of indoors. It should be out in nature. Kind of air conditioned. It feels I'll paint really on the here. walls. Do hand hand paint on the walls. Yeah, yeah. I bet there's some hand painting already on the walls in there. Mm-hmm. Now that's now see that's what I want to do. I want to start with that, and then do a bigger river. Maybe go down south and do the Guadalupe down there, yeah. or do the Colorado River. Mm-hmm. I and want to do the Colorado. And after river I've done a few of those, then do the Devil's River. I don't want to do the Devil's River the first time I'm out like Joe yeah, did. That'd like, be the, mm-hmm. yeah. That being the first thing that you do is probably no. I don't. I, <laughs> I can't. I, well, so a couple of the guys I was with, it was the first river they've ever done like that. Um, but then they, I mean, they survived. <laughs> I survived. One of one of my buddies. This is oh. Again, why Zach is like, I do not want to go do this with you yeah. guys. Like, you're measuring people on yeah, whether or not they made it. Past, and, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm doing it. Yeah, I mean, what? Yeah, what's the point if there's not a little <laughs> danger involved? <laughs> so, I mean, I'm I'm uh, a little rubbery. I can I can survive things. Yeah. I don't want to. I pr- I prefer to flourish. You can swim, right? I think I've <laughs> I can seen swim. you swim. Yeah, I'm a pretty good swimmer. I don't know. I like to explore. I like yeah, me to, too, man. Because it's like you know, a lot of times, most times, when I go to to to, to fish, I don't catch anything. Mm-hmm. But I usually see places that I don't normally see, and I'm not going to just see them on normal walk of life. Mm-hmm. Just right. doing what I normally do. I have to go out of my way to find these places, you know. And yeah. I like it. I'm like, that's so cool. And yeah, I see trash there, so I'm like, yeah, I'm not the only person that's been here. There's obviously other fuckers here because I can see plastic bottles, beer bottles, mm-hmm. plastic bags, totally. all that kind of stuff, you know. Um, but it is. I think it'd be cool to be somewhere where you're on on, on on the river and you don't see any telephone poles. You don't see any plastic. Mm-hmm. You don't see any yeah. sign of man we, whatsoever. We saw some houses. Well, there's, I mean, several houses along yeah, the sure, river. Yeah, sure, way up high on the... Um, uh, not even that high. Okay. But e- either way, but we saw zero other people. Yeah. No, just, that's cool. It was just the four of us for yeah, see, that's what I two and a half days. Or you just feel like there's nobody on earth except for you. It's just, you yeah. know, just far away. And that'd be cool. Yeah, there's a, there's a documentary on whatever but streaming somewhere these days it's called a uh, mile mile and a half have you ever heard of it Mm-mm. 
and it's a it's just a group of like uh, five people doing the the John Muir Trail. It started out they they came up with this uh, the John Muir Project, which was this uh, collective, and they didn't really know what they were going to do with any of the footage they were taking. They but one guy was a sound engineer who fashioned like a little recording device that would attach to the end of his trekking pole to do the little like interviews every day and mm-hmm. then there was two different photographers and uh two different filmmakers basically and by the end they're just like oh we've got enough of this stuff let's let's make a documentary with it and one of my favorite parts on it they're hiking uh they're on like day 17 or 18 oh, you know it, it was almost like a 30-day trip or whatever and they get to this thing in the sierras that's called the golden staircase and it's this crazy winding pretty easy to hike because it is just basically stairs but up through this golden rocks and crazy vistas and whatever and and one of the guys on the documentary it always kind of blew me away that he was like i hope that they never make it easier to get here yeah Yeah. right and uh, that that feeling of that you've gone so far out of your way and worked so hard and then there is this kind of reward at the end that you're like oh my gosh like i this is something I should never have been able, allowed to see, but mm-hmm. I put all this work in to get it. And that guy being like, I hope that they never make it any easier. You know, you're like, everybody who wants to get to see that stuff, you're like, fuck you, man. You got to put the work in. That's right. Like, Basically, the state motto of Montana. Is, yeah. We, we don't want you to come here. Don't, yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't, don't come. Now I'm watching a, a little video series. Now, like, Do you watch some fishing videos? Do you ever watch the fishing videos? That you do? No, no, no. Oh. Just on in, in general. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> like you watch Lake Fork Guy? Yeah. Um, we actually put it on uh, Chuck Brown that works at the at the bar with me. Uh, both get down on some fishing videos and, okay, and cool. watch the Lake Fork Guy a handful of times. Yeah, well, he he's uh, he went to Brazil. No, not Brazil. He went to New Zealand, and um, and he's you know and he's documenting his, his his trip or whatever. And I was watching it last night, and I, I watched a couple in a row. But he went. They they dropped them off and they they just start walking, you know, and they have to walk all the way to this wherever they're going to stay next. And they walked for like eight hours that day. I mean, they just walked and walked and walked, and then they would stop and they had like their little metal cups on their backpack, and they would just put I put their cup down into the water, which is crystal clear, and they would pick it up and they're like, ah, ah, it's so cold, it's so good, and they would just drink some more. And my, my mom's like, can you imagine doing that? And I was like, nah. it was like nobody's there. I mean, you have to. They, they walk for hours and then they would stop and break. And finally, they get to to, to this place. It's like this. The government spent millions of dollars building this building, and it's I think it sleeps up to thirty, and it costs you fifteen bucks. You got to reserve it, mm-hmm. but it costs you fifteen bucks. Now there'll be other people there. I guess it's kind of like, like a, a hostel. something like that, you know. But for, but they were, that's where they were walking to, and they finally just get there. And it's a cool building and stuff. And they had a they had a hot springs to where they can kind of relax in and stuff because it was still a little chilly. But it was just like all the way there. He's showing they go over these really tiny, tiny um, like the rope bridges, you know, where oh, it's like yeah. one person at a time mm-hmm. across like this giant rocky river with you know it's all lord of the rings everywhere you know looking stuff it was cool and i was you know but the water is clean like that because nobody's there there's no cars there's no planes there's no work no factories there's it's just but untouched by man i mean giardia doesn't come from man what giardia it's a a bug you get in rivers from i think deer pee or something like that. well just general general excrement but i'm talking about oil and gas and plastic well i know but you can't drink the river water in colorado or montana because Uh, you'll get deathly ill really so you can't drink the the fuck no we did when when i was a kid you enjoy (laughs) when i was little we used to we would because we did some how do you feel about bathroom time we just drink water right out of the yeah a lot of bathroom Mm mm-hmm we did the uh, Jake Hill and I did the Eagle Rock Loop in uh, in Arkansas, 
it's the uh, 26 miles is what they they call the loop but if you do all of the mountain peaks uh it's it's 31 miles or so it's just a little over 31 and you walk the whole thing yeah we walked the yeah. whole thing and we did it in three days wow. uh or i guess we did it four days two little small half days and three nights mm-hmm. and so you know you're putting on nine miles or you know whatever at least a day and uh the water, all the water's crystal clear and all that. And so we just bought the, you know, bought the little inline uh, life straw, the life straw that yeah, goes yeah. in your yeah. camelback. And so what we would do is we'd just like drop our Nalgene into the water and fill our camelback up and then fill the Nalgene back up and hook it to the bag in case you got to a spot where there wasn't water. And mm-hmm. so we drank that for four days. Well, when we got back to the car, you know, we had run out of water and mm-hmm. there wasn't a good water source between here and there or whatever. And so, but we know that we're only X amount of miles from being at the car. So we're like, okay, we've got water bottles in the car. No big deal. It's not going to matter. So crank it out, push hard to finish this thing. Really emotional finish too. You know, you're like been in the woods for four days, mm-hmm. nonstop walking. And it's, it just felt like this crazy accomplishment. Go over to the car, get my smart water bottle out. First sip of it. It tasted like straight chlorine. Really? You know, oh, really? like it yeah. because I'd been drinking this creek water fresh mm-hmm. spring and ice melt or whatever out of my camelback for the past four days that yeah even something that's supposed to be as good as smart water is supposed to be it, it tasted like pool water you know like yeah. i took one pull out of it i was like nope we gotta i gotta get myself back used to this wow yeah so it's it's crazy how we don't think about how much stuff is in every bit of water that we're drinking yeah absolutely the i think it was last sunday at church in the in these class or whatever where we made a filter to teach you know people how to like filter the outside world mm-hmm. and only keep the purities inside of you or whatever that was the lesson but uh yeah so we took like some some big rocks and then some cotton swabs or some cotton balls and then some smaller rocks on top of it and then they had water with like glitter inside of it and then we pour it through and that stuff filters out all the glitter i'm like screw this hold on i went outside i got a cup of dirt put some water in there and i poured it in there then i'll be damned if that didn't filter out most of the no falling. yeah i was like oh wow. you know i mean it looked you could still a little dirty but it was pretty clear it's cleaner than the trinity you know i mean it was <laughs> see-through it and stuff and i was like huh that's wow. i wonder how that would you know i never thought about making a filter to filter out water like that you know you never know when you'll have to be somewhere and you have to yeah, but yeah, I like that if you put you know if you put big rocks and then little rocks and then end up at sand, you know, and put the water in through the sand, it's always going to do that too. Mm-hmm. You know, all the original pool filters were just sand filters, you know. Yeah, which is weird. We're going to clean the dirt out with dirt. Dirt, yeah. yeah. Nutty science, man. Science. science. So, um, we play, oh, we're doing Bruce Magnus. Have you heard of Bruce Magnus? I haven't. Is that a person or a band? It's a band. Okay. Yeah, they're um, they were nominated for um, new band this year. One of the new bands. Okay, so best new band. Yeah, and so I like them. I, th- mm-hmm. I think they're a lot of fun. They're fun, and so and yeah, and since we had you, you on, I knew that we would talk about nature and and, and, and fish and stuff. I figured tur- that, that's why I picked turtle. Mm-hmm. Their song called Turtle. Awesome. You know, because every, every time I see a turtle now, I just think of fishing. That's where <laughs> I usually see them at when I'm fishing. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so this is Bruce Magnus, and it's turtle. I like turtles. Another day and night like a turtle You got your head and body And you went into the ground Lord knows how long you huddle Pulling in your arms and legs Inside a bottle in the water 
struggle in another day and night like until you got your head mighty and you're ready to the ground. God knows how hard you struggle in another day and night like a turtle in the water. And welcome back to the Funktown Podcast. That was Turtle by Bruce Magnus. Vote for them if you uh, are so inclined in the uh, Funk- Fort Worth Funktown Music Awards. Well, I didn't play That's them to try to get votes for them. Well, you know, I mean, we play them. To, we play everybody to get votes for everybody. The last song is also yeah, a, go check a, out everybody on the list. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're not trying to be <laughs> vote for everybody. You can, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you can for sure, vote for them if you want to vote for them. But I'm not saying. That, I said if you feel so inclined. Yeah, you, all right. um, also vote for me. And uh, if you have any suggestions on who uh, I should vote for, I haven't voted yet. I usually wait to the very last minute so that really? I can see who really wants my votes. <laughs> I always just make nice. that cupcakes. I think <laughs> I voted the first <laughs> day. Last and, couple and days. samples and uh, CBD oils if you have yeah, any. Yeah, so we'll, uh, if, if you really want my vote, send us an email at funktownpockets at gmail.com. It's a really neat thing to do, and it can't hurt your chances <laughs> uh we we got an email from our favorite emailer oh this guy mm. oh yeah marlin, marlin von bungie writes hello my name is marlin from the local rock band based in haltom city named the methinks I enjoyed the Music Awards Ballot Overview Show. I wanted to say that my vote for my vote, I wanted to vote for Matt Thomas and Best Drummer, but ultimately I decided to go with John Teague. I also voted for Joe Tacky in all the categories. Oh, thank you, Marlon. I was planning on voting him for him anyways, but he offered me free tacos. <laughs> this is true. If I did, so that solidified my vote. Goodbye from, for now. From Taco Casa, because you still have your black card or whatever I it is. I still have my black card. Yeah. Oh, you're you have a black card. He has a card, yeah, for Taco Casa. <laughs> yeah, the, um, the regional manager came up to us after a show and really liked us. So he gave, so, yeah, like gave car- us inf- carte blanche tacos. <laughs> gave us infinite tacos. <laughs> Fun fact Taco Casa is the only fast food chain to have never closed a restaurant. No shit. Every wow, Taco really? Casa that has ever opened up has succeeded. <laughs> oh. So as far as it goes on uh, having a franchise and owning one or whatever, getting into Taco Casa is the way to go because they don't fail. <laughs> wow. Really, really low overhead, and it's easy to make. Um, it's really weird. A friend of mine owns two Taco Casas. Oh, oh wow. my goodness. Yeah. 
I will tell you this. I've been to, I don't know if it's the same. I think it's the same. It's the, can I talk shit about Taco Casa since this podcast isn't? I don't have a black card. Well, I just have to say that the views and opinions reflected in. This is strictly Jeffrey Lloyd right here. Because I go to Taco Casa at least once a week, sometimes twice a week. I even had their little coupon thing. Oh, yeah. You know that every month you have like five coupons that they gave me. And so I use them all the time. Anyways, lately I've been going. It was always I could get, I go on Taco Tuesdays and I can get. 99 cent ta- ta- tacos, a 99 cent sweet tea, two, two tacos of sweet tea, $3.24. Mm-hmm. You know, Sounds like you got it mapped out. Been, <laughs> they've been doing it a while. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is every Tuesday or at least every other t- 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 Tuesday. And then when I don't go, you know, still like $1.29 or whatever. And, you know, it's not that much. But um, now everywhere I go, all their tacos are like on dollar, on Taco Tuesdays are $1.29. And their tea is now like $1.29. And I went to this one place, and it's all like you get a you get a discount if you use cash. You don't get a discount if you use cash. The prices are the, what the prices are if you use cash. If you use credit card, you they charge you more. So it's not even the right. You know what I mean? They're trying to get you to use cash. You know how weird? Because I'm all like, weird. oh, I'm like, I, it's like, well, because I because it came up because I I had I had I had enough money, but it was ta- it was taco too though, two tacos and a sweet tea, and they're like five twenty five. I'm like five. Isn't today Tuesday? They're like, yeah. And they're like, the tacos are a dollar twenty, you know, twenty nine, and the tea's a dollar twenty nine. I go, oh, well, y'all went up. And I go, well, what about the discount for for cash? And he's like, well, that's with that's there's not a discount. If you pay credit card, we charge you ten percent more or whatever it was. What? And it was just so and it's, it's the one on Camp Bowie, the one down close to mm. uh, down on thirty, close to eight eight. To, to let 20. me let me make some phone calls. Yeah. So I think it's that one in, in particular because I do I think some of them. Black card could maybe uh, <laughs> yeah something taken care of. I do think that some place. I mean, it's like. Any other place where, like, if you're, you're for franchise, you can kind of make your own prices mm-hmm. and participation. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, and like, so some places <laughs> won't take the coupons. You know, they're not a, two, a coupon taco casa. But overall, I love taco casa. Like I said, I go there every week. I went there last week. That's so overall, we'd like to let Taco Casa know that we're throwing our support their way. Please go vote mm. for Taco Casa <laughs> in the right video. My only awards. real complaint about the whole this whole thing was bring back the ninety nine cent sweet fucking tea. Because now, because now, what you're making me do is I go to, to Chicken Express and get my sweet tea. And mm, I used to yeah. go to Taco Casa and, and get, get my sweet tea. And Chicken Express has styrofoam and Taco Casa has plastic. And I know that plastic at least a little bit better than styrofoam. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather go to Taco Casa and be halfway, you know, thoughtful about it. But nope, now I have to go to Chicken Express because. They're still ninety nine cents, and they're also dollar twenty nine. Sorry, <laughs> just because of styrofoam. Yeah, yeah I see you have a styrofoam cup with you right now. That's um, only because I had to go to Lisa's. Uh, mm. Lisa's is good. Where's the best mm-hmm. place to get sweet tea? I don't know. I, I don't haven't drank sweet, sweet, tea. sweet tea. I became an unsweet tea drinker, just like my father said that I would at about thirty four. Yeah. <laughs> Why did he say you would? No, I mean, my dad, whenever I was a kid, I would always be like, I can't believe that y'all drink garbage, unsweet tea. It's just all about this. Oh, it's all about the sugar. And he's like, no, man, you're going to get to a point. You're going to want to eat blue cheese. You're going to want to drink unsweet tea. All this stuff that I hated as a kid. And he was just totally right. I love all that stuff. (laughs) I try to switch to unsweet. I try to switch to unsweet. Sweet. I can't. Oh, man. Really? I love it. Actually, I've never, never enjoyed sweet tea. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I drink like both. But I like unsweet better. Do you? Yeah. Yep, I'm an unsweet only guy these days. And man, but if somebody has good unsweet tea, I will crush it <laughs> like water. I mean, we make sun tea all summer. I always have a 
jar out on the patio. I do too, but it it comes inside, and then I put two cups of sugar inside (laughs) there. (laughs) Oh, I don't. But I I, I use all sorts of different kinds of teas. Throw some hibiscus bags in there, too. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's good stuff. Uh, It's probably good. And and if it's that kind of, you know, that kind of tea is different. If we're talking about, like, herbal tea or, like, those kind of hot teas. I mean, I know know that it's still cold, but, I mean, but I, I don't put sugar or milk or honey or in any of my hot teas mm-hmm. you know type stuff oh only, i guess yeah only my i really like that teas. uh earl gray uh i like earl gray a lot like i've i've yeah. drank that tea my whole life i think it's awesome it's awesome iced or or hot and at avoca they'll do like iced earl gray with a little bit of simple syrup in it so i do drink that sweetened that's pretty okay. awesome kind of tastes like fruit loops <laughs> yeah mm. See, I've always had. I want one right now. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> You've always hated Earl Grey. <laughs> no, I love Earl Grey. Uh, I was thinking I might actually have some in the uh, the pantry. Yeah, I always drink it hot, but um, I would uh, just, just drink it straight. It was bitter, but I liked it. I, I didn't mind it. You know, Somebody did show me that you can put coffee or cream and sugar in it, just like, just like you do your coffee. Mm-hmm. And I tried it. Very British. Yeah. And, and I've it, never actually tried that. It wasn't very oh, it's it wasn't good. Bad, yeah. it? I like uh, they make that London, London Fog or. I Something think it's a like jacket. That. What'd you say? Isn't that a clothesline? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. But there's some kind of there's some kind of drink that's uh, that's just that that's like black tea with cream and sugar in it, and it's pretty amazing. Hmm. It was a good tea talk. Tea talk. Yeah. <laughs> tea time. Tacos and tea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so what was the deal with the? Uh, I didn't see anything about it until like, and it, it doesn't mean that it wasn't promoted right it just means that I don't, i'm not always on f- facebook but like the day of and then like the very next day what was the deal with the uh with the prom at the boiled owl oh <laughs> i don't really know uh a couple of the people who put together the uh <clears throat> boiled owl karaoke mm-hmm. they just kind of do themes every now and then which i think is really rad they've mm-hmm. done like they've done like a transgender theme night which was really kind of fun to get to see everybody afterwards where everybody came as the opposite oh yeah sex okay they just do these varying theme nights um on monday night bold out karaoke and so they were just for fun doing doing prom theme and trying to get everybody to sing older songs and from the era when any of us would have been going to prom and whatever and uh and i normally work on monday nights at the chat room but i had taken off and uh my girlfriend Caitlin, her uh, her sister was in town from Colorado, and so we're like, "Oh, let's go!" You know, she's in from Denver. Let's do something. And I'm like, "Well, there's the silly prom thing going on at uh, at Boiled Owl, you know, prom themed karaoke." And so another one of our friends, Stephanie, just brought like all of her formal dresses over to my house, and Caitlin and <laughs> and Amanda tried them on like different ones, and we we're like, "Oh no, this is great!" Just looking all flared out, and I tried to throw on a tie and a button-down shirt and look like i was at prom when back in the day and then we just went up and hammed it up and somehow caitlin and i ended up getting prom king, king queen, queen yeah. which is really fun that's awesome and uh caitlin grew up uh this is a little in-depth into my girlfriend real fast but she grew up jehovah's witness and so it's not like she got to go to prom she didn't mm-hmm. even do any of that stuff so it was really fun that whenever we did go do this thing that we ended up getting to to win prom king and queen it felt like it was really cool for her and and funny and the whole it was all based on applause everybody was going nuts everybody up there that was a blast i think i think one of the finalists was tony green and two ladies it oh was yeah like <laughs> tony green and megan and somebody else and it was just really fun and i can't believe that bar and all the all the bars on magnolia 
have this feel to them to me that's like super open and accepting of everybody and mm-hmm. and being there just feels nice and that was one of those nights where it's like man this is a whole community being really silly together you know yeah just having fun pretty good time now i saw the pictures like what happened for a second i saw a prom thing and then it, i remember that they, they did something at at the warehouse where they had like a prom night at lola's uh at lola's a couple of years ago like five years ago <clears throat> They did Panther City Prom. Oh yeah, okay. and it was more like it. Uh, it wasn't a karaoke thing. It was like a prom, prom. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. And they had picked up, got a DJ, and everybody, you know, went to the nines on dressing. Everybody's dancing and all this stuff. And and that was kind of, I think, kind of a precursor, if I'm not mistaken, but to Marshall kind of when Marshall was thinking about the Panther City Prom, he was like, "Well, I think it'd be really rad to do Panther City Pep Rally," and I think that that's out of the tail end of the prom is where the Panther mm-hmm. City pep rally thing happened, which has been a blast. And I think Marshall does a great job with that. And that's one of those, another one of those days that I always get a kick out of and everybody, everybody coming together and doing those things. And it was pretty, pretty great time. But both of those were like Lola's events. And, okay. And it, this wasn't like that. It was way more like just funny themed karaoke, right. but, uh, mm-hmm. but it was still a blast. And it was like MC. I can't remember the guy's name, but, uh, I think his name's Tyler, just big dude and being awesome. Everybody was like selling it, you know? So I can't imagine if somebody just walked into that place not knowing what was going on that (laughs) night because it was wild. And so do you sing karaoke? Uh, You know, I don't sing all that much anymore. Uh, And I was going to sing a song that night, but pretty much everything, like people had already signed up and almost everything was booked up. But yeah, I had already gone up and been like, hey man, if I can get in, I'm going to sing this song make everybody cry and uh i didn't get to do it oh. it was kind of sad what was the song uh love me by colin ray I don't know. do you know that song know. you guys it's like one of the saddest country songs ever in my opinion it's pretty awesome yeah we'll have to have that on the show next time. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think it's pretty great though it was a fun time the, sa- the saddest country song i'd ever heard which i guess um that's got to be hard to say that, right? There's like be there's a million. A lot, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of them. But there's sure. a song called Teddy Bear. Did you hear that? And it was about this little kid, and he would always talk on the CB at nighttime, and he would talk all, to all the all the truck drivers that would drive by, yeah. and he was called a teddy bear. And um, I can't remember. Something about his dad was um, got killed. I don't, I don't remember. If, yeah, this if all he, sounds familiar. If he was a cop like or if, if he was a soldier or something like that. Yeah. But like the dad dies, mm-hmm. and the and I in the all the trucks like go down his street you know that mm-hmm. night whenever he's yeah. talking to him on the radio they all come outside and they're like i don't know I, I i see it more than i remember the lyrics because i just listened to it and i would cry like this is the saddest talk about this poor kid who lost his dad but he's talking to all these truck drivers and they're all being sweet and they come down to his house and like honk the horn or whatever anyways mm-hmm. i have to find that it. it's teddy bear uh, there's there's another one i can't think of the title but it's like a 1940s song but it's about this this outlaw who's on the run from the law and this guy is chasing him and you come to find out that the the guy the guy's on the run from the law because he killed somebody who killed his wife or something like that and then the dude that's chasing him turns out to be his brother and uh, um yeah, oh. it's a whole thing it, it, it's made me tear up a little yeah bit. love me is love me is about like a, a kid who is like going to his grandmother's funeral and he's like with his granddad and his granddad gets out this note right that his grandma had written in like 1923 uh whenever they were gonna they were gonna run away together you know and the the family didn't like the guy and so he he like goes to this spot where they're supposed to meet and there's a note nailed up to the to the tree that says you know if you get there before i do don't give up on me 
I'll meet you when my chores are through, and I don't know how long I'll be, but I'm not going to let you down. Darling, wait and see, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like that between now and then, until I see you again, I'll be loving you. Love me. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> whenever the kid says that he reads this note is like hours after his grandma has passed away. And so the grandfather like pulls the note out and like recites it to her about, about going to heaven. Sure. Basically mm-hmm. he's like, Hey, if you get there before I do, you know, yeah. don't give up on me. And this whole thing, it's, it's a good song. <laughs> yeah. That is a good song. Getting the yet. <laughs> Everybody's just like, stop. Talking. Mm-hmm. It's going to get bad. <laughs> I feel like she stopped. He stopped loving her today. Is another really, really awesome oh, and yeah. terribly depressing song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one is. I listened to that over and over again too. That's one of those ones that was just. I think I heard that is so much that it almost stopped being sad because yeah. it's, it's so cleverly written too. It you know? It's a great melody too, so it's like easy to sing along with. Mm-hmm. But yeah, at the same time, you're like, wow, this is horribly depressing. <laughs> right. Also, that also reminds me of the Jerry. Um, Reed song called um, The Bird. Have you heard that? Where this uh, uh, guy gets off work and he goes to the bar and um, um, this guy has this bird and uh, he's like, um, he's like, this bird can sing just like George Jones. And he's all, <laughs> the bird starts singing. Oh, yeah. She stopped loving him today. You know, whatever. He's like, oh, that's amazing. And he's like, yeah, he also does Willie Nelson. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And then he's, um, and then he starts singing um, "Whiskey River Wasteland," whatever you know. Yeah. And the, the guy's like, "Dude, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta have this bird. What, what, whatever you want, I just got paid." So he gives him this whole check, you know. And the guy leaves, you know. And he's like, hey, "I got this bird." And as soon as as the guy leaves, the bird flies out the door, and the bird starts singing "On the Road Again." <laughs> you know, it was just the guy got ripped off. I'm sure that that bird went back to his original owner, and they go to the next bar and mm-hmm. do the same thing. But yeah, it was this bird that could sing like Willie Nelson and George Jones. And, I gotta get me one of those birds, man. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> Um, let's see what else we have written down here. Uh, oh, we're going to, um, I think as a show, we're going to go see Tony Green show next week, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Saturday. Joe will be out of town. I'll be out of town. Have you done one of those yet? Gone to the the, the filming of the Tony Green show? No. Uh, the la- Pretty much all of the days that they end up doing stuff, I'm at work at the chat. Yeah. But I did get to, they were doing it at the, uh, at the chili cook-off. That was pretty fun. Like, he went around and interviewed everybody. And, uh. Tony's a Tony's a hoot, man. It's it's a blast, and all the dudes working with him too are creative and yeah. and mm-hmm. cool and good good at what they're doing. Brandon Schwent and Colin Jardine and all those guys. It just seems like seems like a very interesting crew that to get to work with all the time, and they're funny. They've got something something cool going. So where'd you go to high school, Ed? Are you from? I, I grew up in Azel. Azel, that's right. Yeah. Better. So Jesse Foster and Chris Ham and a bunch of bunch of people in town all all went to Azel. I went to Lake Worth my ninth grade year. Oh, right on. I graduated from LD Bell. It's like going east of it. Yeah, it's funny working on Magnolia and living in the hood and everything. Anytime people are like, oh, where are you from? And I'm like, well, I was born at the end of this street, you know, because I was born at Baylor Hospital. Okay, sure. Like on Magnolia mm-hmm. and then spent my whole life in Hazel and now tried so hard to get back to where it started, I guess. Good do you ever, spot. Um, do you like living in the the city over like a smaller town you know i spent my whole life it felt like trying to get out of azel which i think is silly now um looking back on it and uh and grew up camping and fishing and going hunting going to the deer lease and all all this different stuff and and kind of got away from all of that too and 
and for whatever reason i was just like no man i want to live in the city and i want to i want to work at a good bar and i want to do all of this stuff and i want to meet all these people and and then now that's almost exactly what my life is and i spend all of my free time trying to get out of here mm-hmm. so i don't know where the balance really lies but the more small towns i drive through in texas and the more uh, you know scenery and going to colorado and going through new mexico and going through all these places uh the more it makes me think that if i can uh get something to figure out to do somewhere else that i might like to be somewhere small and closer to a to a nature spot than than in downtown fort worth but i do love this city man no i do too it's a blast to be mm-hmm. a part of it really is i was telling um dustin over the, the weekend they're building um well, i think amanda might be working on it they're building a new state park yeah, out. it's the um, oh, what is it? Palapinto Mountains State Park. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's going to be really? right, right, yeah. right at Strawn, t- Texas. Yep. And so I was like, huh, that's going to be the uh, the place to be pretty soon. So I started looking up mm-hmm. houses in Strawn. Found a really nice three bedroom, two bath house for eighty nine thousand, and it was really cute. That's awesome. But it was also pending, and I'm not moving to Strawn. But you know, mm-hmm. all the other it's houses. Only three. I think it's. One and a half hours from here or something. That's like not that. even. I mean, it's, yeah, it's halfway. Yeah, it's exactly halfway between here mm-hmm. and Abilene. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I think it's an hour from. And boy, from there to my is job. Mary's Cafe worth going to Strawn, Texas? Yeah. Is it? No, it's it it, is. but I was oh, like, it's, yeah, it's got less than a thousand people. So I started thinking about, huh, I should move out to, to, to Strawn. And you can get they have, they have land available to where you can build on it or whatever, oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. it's not that expensive. It's going to be. It will be soon. But I mean, it's. I think. I mean, I saw some like acres or something like that. You know, like one acre for like fifteen thousand. Yeah, but it's a new Texas thing. state park. That yeah, it will be. Palo Pinto Mountain. Yeah. yeah, Palo Pinto Mountain State Park. Man. Yeah, my wife's the architect that's of the. Jeez. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's crazy news to me, and it's, I'm excited I think to hear about a new state park. I think that's it'll be a while. Really cool. I'm not sure where. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be open next week or anything. Right. You know, but I, I just started thinking, huh? I can move there now while it's. There's nothing well, going on in Strawn, and then mm-hmm. in 10, 20 years when this thing is really going, you know, yeah. it'll probably turn into mineral wells. Also, well, like that. I, I mean, the, the lake that. isn't very big, Mm-mm. so it's not. It's um, you know, it, it won't be quite you know mineral well scale. But and then I was telling uh, Dustin, I was like, Doug, I found a house. I go, granted, it's a mobile home, whatever. I don't care. I'm not. I don't. I'm not pride. Sure. You know, um, I'm not proud. But uh, it had its own fucking fishing pier. And all this stuff, and it was like ninety nine thousand. And I go, and it was in wow. Breckenridge, which is like yeah. it, almost two, two hours away. And he's like Hubbard Creek, and I go, oh, yeah, I think so. And he goes, dude, it's a piece of shit lake. He goes, I goes, I walk from one end to the other end, and it's only waist high at the deepest oh, part. Geez. And I was wow. like, oh, I don't want to have a lake on the house that's only waist high. No, yeah, but no, but I'm, I, I would love to be somewhere that's kind of small. It feels like a small town, but still be close to here. So I was like, yeah, only an hour away from yeah. Strand or whatever, something like that. Um, and I'd like to have a little piece of nature. All that's true, but as I get older and just living here, I'm getting more and more freaked out, more and more paranoid about just fucking abductions and fucking violence and fucking sure. theft and just all this. I mean, it's just what happens when you live in the city, when, yeah. especially when you live in the city, I mean, like right outside of downtown. You yeah. know, I mean, it's just there's there's crime. There's crazy shit going on. There's crazy people. There's sure. poverty. There's it's all true. this kind of madness going on, and I'm just like... You know, kind of makes you want to be out somewhere else. Yeah, yeah you know, I can understand that. where that doesn't happen as often. Yeah, you know, but by the time I'm able to do that stuff, my kids will be gone, and then it, the, it, the, they'll, they'll probably really move. Matter. No, they'll move to, to downtown 
Chicago and in New York or something. I'm worse. Like, I've been trying to yeah. save Somewhere you. Somewhere worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I really, uh, I've kind of fallen in love with uh, Southern Oklahoma, which is funny. I never really thought that I would be like, oh yeah, man, I'm gonna move to Oklahoma. But then they like legalized medical marijuana and yeah. before us, and that's a. It, Basically, Caitlin and I said that we never wanted to really move to a place and buy a house somewhere where that wasn't legal because it just seems like a ridiculous move these days. You know, yeah. hopefully Texas gets gets along to that. But <clears throat> Tishmingo and the Blue River and all of that stuff right in the middle of like central southern Oklahoma is gorgeous. I mean, you basically feel like you're in the rolling hills or mountains or something, and Blue River is this just pristine fishing joint and there's there's stuff around so I, I could see myself living somewhere like in the middle of nowhere Tishomingo or mm-hmm. Maydell mm-hmm. or something like that in and how far Oklahoma. is that away like two hours it's three, about hours? three hours three hours yeah I think it's it's about four and a half to Beaver's Bend Broken Bow area and I think it's about three hours up to up to uh, Blue River but then Medicine Park and the Wichita Mountains like National Wildlife Refuge that's a little bit to the the west a little bit more and that's another like full-on mountain chain yeah rivers and lakes Mm -hmm. and all this stuff and i feel like it'd be it'd be easy for me to enjoy myself out there yeah and i think if i was going to move out of state i think i'd want to go to colorado yeah well i'd move back to montana i might someday still montana wouldn't wouldn't be bad see now montana is where i would i I would go if i want to get the fuck away from everybody Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean i still kind of want to be even when i was very it's a very hard place to live i'll tell you that yeah the winters are brutal so my um yeah yeah i always forget about my aunt works at um a pretty big hospital in great well the hospital in great falls um actually there's probably more than one but um anyway they get new doctors coming in all the time and um they're all excited about hunting and going elk hunting and all this stuff and then by the time the middle you know they get through the middle of the winter they get into like february or something like that all of the spouses are like i'm going back to wherever we came from (laughs) you can either come or stay here and most of the time the doctors end up just just leaving going going back home that's interesting i wouldn't have thought about the turnover rate it's not a husband or it's not the wives saying they want to go home it's you know female doctors and their husbands you know not being able to take it yes it's whoever had to come there to follow their mm-hmm. their their spouses yeah, exactly. work or whatever that person doesn't want to be there yeah. anymore and it's it's a brutal place to live where really did is. you uh where did you live in montana uh so i was born in um well just this little town called fort benton it's about 30 miles um outside of great falls and then i grew up on a ranch about 30 miles outside of that very interesting yeah do you ever do the uh the border waters um like were you up there whenever you were age the age appropriate to kayak or do any um no i didn't do that um but i did the we, like the mo the missouri river we i um canoed and kayaked that a lot nice up. yeah i've just heard uh, some really really cool things about the the waters that separate the canada and montana yeah they're had... really really rad oh huh I've, I've heard that too i haven't been up there though myself that's something that i hope to uh hope to see before i die one of those things that heard yeah. the right stuff about it, and I was like, okay, I could make my way well, to should, Montana You sometime. should look into the Bob Marshall Wilderness, too. It's a, another giant wilderness area um, awesome. in Montana. My uncle, once a year, not once a year anymore, but um, when he was younger, they'd pack it in horses, and you just bring the cloth, you know, the canvas or whatever for your tent and your hammocks and all that shit, and then you chop down pine trees and make your tent and pack in for 15, 20 days or something like Whoa. that. Whoa. It's pretty intense. It sounds like it was intense. <laughs> <laughs> like his style. See, I love it. Everybody's a kidder. That's no, awesome. Yeah, we were, me and the wife was watching those videos last night. We were watching, I was showing her the Devil's River 
a video because I was telling her how you went. Mm-hmm. So I was showing her the video that, and she was like, she was like, I want to do that. And I was like, you understand that you have to take everything with you. There's no restrooms. And I, now I didn't know that you had to pack in, pack out. I was telling her we had to dig a hole and shit mm-hmm. or whatever. But anyways, um, and she was like, yeah. She goes, she goes, she goes. I know that'd be hard, but I think it'd be fun, you know. And it, it's cool that, it, that that I have a wife that would do something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's at least willing to try. You know, it's like even last night, if it was me and her. We would have stuck out the rain. It's yeah. just having kids. You just they were miserable. We we had a dog with us and it was just like <laughs> just wet it, it was, everything. Yeah, and it's just like let's just go home. We're close enough we can go home. We're not so far away that we can't where we have to, you know, suck it up. So mm-hmm. but if we were just me and her, we would have, you know. So it's kind of cool to have wife that's willing to kind of get out there and, and try some of this yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. not really Amanda's cup of tea. Yeah. Did she you guys see uh did y'all watch the the Dawn Wall? Uh-uh. I don't uh-huh. know what that is. It's a it's a documentary on right now. It's on Netflix, but it's a about the first time that somebody did a, a not free solo, but um, free climbing. They they use, use ropes to to catch them, but they don't use any ropes to help them up. You know, mm-hmm. uh, doing the Don Wall in uh, El Capitan in Yosemite. Uh. It's called the Don Wall, and it takes them it takes them a really long time. And so they stay on the wall the whole time. They build portal edges every night, and they just like sleep on the portal edge. And yeah, I got no desire to do that. No, and so, thank uh, you. me either. No, thank you. But it was a lot like I was thinking about the blue or the Devil's River thing because one thing I hadn't ever thought about was that uh, they have to hang their yeah. They just d- like poop in a bag off of the portal edge, you know. Oh yeah. And then you like store it in this thing that's kind of like a diaper genie. You know what I mean? Sure. And you like pack it full of your stuff and then like lower it down every now and then and somebody down there dumps it and then you pull it back up. They were up there for like three weeks or something. It just seems like so crazy to me three, to hang off of a portal Three weeks ledge. on the side of a mountain? No, so I yeah. wouldn't do that. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Straight down too. Not even like a mountain like this. You know, no. It's just like sheer wall. Yeah, see me. I'm, about, I'm I'm just about exploring. Yeah, I want to just see yeah. stuff. I'm not trying to test the limits of the human spirit, right? Or body and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to do that. I just I just want to see some shit I wouldn't normally. I mean, see. Does it, it took them three weeks just to climb it. I mean, just yeah, to free climb so, it. So I mean, how many feet is that a day? <laughs> well, some of the days they did a lot, uh-huh. um, but the way that it works is basically because nobody had ever done it, and they're basically they're doing a first ascent. Um, you have you and a climbing partner and uh, the thing is separated into like 30 pitches, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, a pitch is usually a length of rope. Mm-hmm. And it's also usually uh, culminates in a, in a spot that you can get a good foothold or handhold or whatever and, re- and relax. And mm-hmm. so basically one person goes and does pitch one and then the second person does pitch one. Mm-hmm. And then they like do opposite, and the person does pitch two, and you got to do it all the way to the pitch without falling. Mm-hmm. Um, and that means that you've done that that section. Well, there are some parts of the rock. Obviously, it's never been climbed before. They made the whole the, the even the path and everything. They had to make up. It they took years even for them to go and up and down the wall trying to figure out if this thing could even be done. And so, whenever they got to certain sections, you know, it would take them days. You know, it would be like, hey, we're on pitch 17, but we've been on pitch 17 for three days. <sighs> you know, and then when it tears your fingers up and whatever, sometimes you have to take a whole day off, you know, and just right. like to be heal. up there. But to, but to call it an actual ascent, you can't, like, go back down and go home and come back and try it the next day. You have right. to be on the wall the whole time. Oh. And so then it was like, you know, over time they do this. It's it's insane. 
Yeah. Uh, it's not something that what, I ever plan on doing. What, but do you, what do you do for a living that you can take a month off to <clears throat> climb? Those guys are professional climbers. Ah. And they have sponsor deals. And There you go. Okay. The one guy, part of the reason that the movie is so cool is because it, it does a big backstory on, on the guy who uh, who actually came up with the route and climbed it. And he started, he was a perfect, the first time he won a climbing competition, he was 16, you know, and then he went all over the world doing it. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, you get paid to do that wow. sponsorship i guess is a big part of it it's like being sponsored by all the equipment and this and that whatever and really if you're only eating couscous every day or whatever it is they pack up there with them you're not really it doesn't really cost a whole lot yeah all the equipment is pretty much you know you get from companies that sponsor you and i always wonder that stuff too though yeah people well, do like 30 miles in the on the John Muir trail and I want to know like who paid for that <laughs> yeah, like how are you able to take that. off work for that long that's yeah. what I'm yeah I'm wondering they can be off work that long you know, like I watch the YouTube you know stuff and it's like these guys are just getting paid by, by YouTube and it's like that's where I missed it because like I see I was watching the channel the other day where the guy's just camping out of his car and so he just drives from State Park to to state park in his car and he just has his car all modded out and you know and, oh, and stuff to where he I can like a, i met a guy in austin that does that yeah that's cool i think yeah. that would be i mean if i was single it's i really would awesome. totally just go state park to state park all over the you know and make it a, me too if i didn't yeah. have the the ties that i have to town which i really enjoy and love which mm-hmm. would be my girlfriend and my son like if i didn't have those things i would just not be here I'd be gone mm-hmm. all the time uh, we were talking about joe savage uh earlier before we started this thing and he just did the Camino de Santiago, mm, yeah. which is like one of the coolest, got to be one of the coolest hikes of all time that mm. I've definitely bucket list item. And I'm super proud of him and super jealous at the same time. Yeah. And I just is he like, back yet? Uh, I don't know that he's back in America, but he's yeah. done. Yeah, he's, you know, yeah. He like he's done with it. Finished it, and then he did hung out and went to Toledo and yeah. this and that, whatever. And so that that would be an, an amazing. That's that's a life goal thing is to get to do the Camino sometime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we'll have Joe Savage on again at the fir- on the first of the year. I'm sure he's always our first show of the year, mm-hmm. or, oh, he, nice. or he has been like the last three years. I think three yeah. or four, something. Like yeah, that. and so he's become like our oh man, our that, New Year's that's going to be a pretty good show then. Yeah, because we get to ask I'm him. Sure, all he's about got that. some stories. Yeah, and so um, yeah, so we were talking about Joe Savage. I wanted to get into that too before we. Um, get out of here but yeah so you you played bass on the songs worth writing album. yeah songs were singing the songs were singing album. yeah that was a it was a fun album we did it at uh eagle audio yeah with uh jerry and jeff uh which was really cool i feel a uh, pretty uh i feel pretty privileged to have gotten to work with uh with jeff ward yeah um, yeah he's a good engineer sad about all of all of that uh going down and and him not being with us anymore and all of that stuff, but I feel like getting to make that album and be a part of it was a really cool thing. And that I have a, a a lasting memento to the situation is pretty cool. But it was really fun, man, playing bass on the on the record. Joe's songs are awesome. It was it was easy to play along with, you know. Yeah, and just, I, I really enjoyed it. It's just amazing how many friends I have that are bass players. Yeah, <laughs> I mean seriously, it's like everybody in this room is a bass player, not me, but everybody else in this room is. A you bass need player, to make friends know? with more drummers. No. <laughs> There aren't that many drummers. And I know that's why. You need and if there are drummers, them. they don't have a kit. You're like, how? Why or do they you play even tell people that you're a drummer yeah. if you don't have a drum kit. <laughs> or they, or, or they already play in four different bands. That's that's yeah. most likely the yeah. case. That's awesome. No, because that's amazing. It's just Matt made with different wigs on. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, because it is true. It's like there's always never never enough drummers, and I don't know why. I mean, I guess the singer. 
what is like the quarterback that's the number one position, position to where most people want to be the singer because they're the front person needs to be on the magazines you're the one that gets interviewed or whatever i get you know so if you're into that kind of stuff the singer's the way to go my singer hates that shit yeah but i mean if you're into that kind of stuff that's usually you know and the, then it's like lead guitar you know but i always think that the drummer's the coolest in the band you know and not R- that I ever wanted section, I, I yeah. to be drums a drummer. And bass is mm-hmm. always, it's but always I just, cool. I just always wonder why there wasn't like a million drummers. You know, it's hard. It's yeah, it takes a lot of equipment, a lot of big. I mean, the equipment takes a lot of space, and there's no way to practice quietly. Yeah, I guess it's just easier to play a bass or a guitar, or mm-hmm. sing in your car when you're driving to work or yeah. whatever than it is to. Yeah, and it's funny. There's a we noticed at the chat room that there was a growing trend of trombone players. You know that Chuck Brown plays trombone and I play trombone. Brad Hensley plays trombone. Uh, like one of our long-term regulars that also in, ended up working with us for a while, Mark Mon plays trombone. We got a damn near trombone choir just yeah, hanging wow. out the bar all the time. Tom Tom Urquhart's uh, Term, Tom's yeah. awesome, right over here. Damn. Yeah, that's a good dude. He and I both played in the End of the World Parade uh, a couple of times. Oh yeah, which oh, was yeah, really yeah. rad. Playing trombone with those guys with Jeff Daisy and the mm-hmm. Kakuza Tribe and all those guys. It was a blast. Do you play any brass instruments, Zach? I um, don't. <laughs> that's not where I thought that was going. <laughs> no, like, I, like a good I've attempted a, a few times. So I said no, but it's like I, 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 uh, I've attempted. I, I bought a trombone. Um, <laughs> Very nice, C bass player trombone. It, it, uh, it collected a lot of dust, and so I sold it to a teenager who's not going to play it. <laughs> I'd rather collect dust at their house. I've got a cornet. I don't know how to play too. Mm. That's right. You pulled. I it tried out on to the play on. Time. I tried to play on the show. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and I actually terrible. I had. Uh, three cornets i couldn't play and i kept the one that was my grandpa's and then uh, i think i sold one to um somebody i, I have a flute i can't play you have a flute boy yeah, i have two flutes actually. that's kind of softballing that one in there feels like a joke <laughs> written <all> over <laughs> i got a flute i'm not very good at too it's weird <laughs> i'm really good at my flute oh uh, all right yeah. okay <laughs> Bragger. highbrow no it's just funny um because I, I played saxophone, and it's like I don't know that I could play it if I had to right now. It would, I guess I could probably re- relearn pretty quick. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember the, there being a middle C, um, but that's about you know I remember this finger and where that button is, and I don't remember any of the other how to play any, any of the other. You know, I could blow it, I could make noise, and I could move it around. I could play major notes because I remember how they were, right. but I don't remember what they do. Um, but yeah, it's like well, I think all the people that play horns that don't play horns. Mm-hmm. together to make a horn band <laughs> oh yeah like have you on cornet yeah that'd be great me on saxophone you know zach can play just trombone give me a five minute tutorial <laughs> yeah that's it and then we'll just try to we'll just try to write a song or get on youtube play. check out how to play cornet <laughs> <laughs> well the thing about the brass instrument so you have to it's what's it called aperture or whatever your embouchure 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 like with your lips is a do that kind of thing and um depending on how tight it is depends on how high the note is i guess and how loose it is kind of lower pretty much and then with the trumpets, you have to use your fingers to mm-hmm. do the buttons, but with the trombone, it's a slide. Mm-hmm. So I would think that the trombone would be easier. Like, is is it like out low and in high, or is it in low and out high? It's not really that. It's exactly the same idea as pushing down the keys, because like all that does is add more tubing. You know, like when you push the first valve, it just adds that little bit of tubing to the instrument. So the trombone's the same way, but it it, it all depends on like t- tightening your embouchure or whatever you know mm-hmm. so the, the notes are all over the place they and it's like they relate because i played baritone and trombone and baritones are they're basically the same instrument just a baritone has valves and a trombone doesn't okay 
But so I learned all of my like fingering positions as trombone slide positions because that's what the teacher always said. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's like one through seven on a trombone, and there are like seven different combos of of keys that you do. Th- mm-hmm. If that makes sense, sure. Yeah. And so it's it's kind of the, it's the same idea either way. You know, that, so it doesn't just go lower and higher. But playing trombone's really rad because in jazz music and in really in, in everything you can like scoop into notes with yeah. the trombone, which is always like a really rad sound. And mm-hmm. if your ear is good, you can. You could be in keys, in pitch easier, you know, because mm-hmm. if you're pushing down a valve on a baritone, it's only going to go to there. Right. Mm-hmm. There's like little adjustments you can make on the bottom of the valves, but with a trombone, you can just kind of go all over the place. They're fun. It's a fun instrument. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, that does make sense because if you hit a wrong note, then you can just kind of slide scoop, into, scoop the, into the yeah, to the one, right yeah. note. Mm-hmm. Where if on a trumpet, you're just like, boom, wrong note. No, oh, no shit. It stays. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just a wrong note. That's funny. Huh. Yeah. Now I like watching Tom play with a Henry. The, the Archer, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, there was this, wearing their hat. There was this girl at the, yeah, Zach was wearing their hat. Um, there was a girl at uh, my daughter's school, and um, she heard her talking to some of her friends, and she's all like, my dad's in Henry the Archer. And she's getting kind of upset. She's like, I know Henry the Archer. Because we've been, you know, my daughter's really proud that she's known them for years. They wanted her to freaking do a drum head for them, mm-hmm. and she just won't do it. I'm like, baby. This is really cool, you know. They'll yeah. take your art and put it on a drum head. They want you to do it. They're asking you to do it. You know, they're waiting for you to do it. They've been having really kind of just like very plain, you know, drum head since. I think they would still do it. This has been like a year and a half ago or mm-hmm. whatever. But anyway, so she's really close to, to them, you know, and she takes pride in knowing who Richard and Kevin and Charles, she knows them, you know, and she's like, I know Richard's kids, and this isn't her. They're little. And mm-hmm. Charles doesn't have kids, right? And I was like, no, mm-hmm. and I, I don't think Kevin has kids, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I forgot about Tom. Like, <laughs> it was Tom's daughter. <laughs> it was totally yeah. Tom's daughter. Her dad is totally in Henry the Archer, you know. I love so. to, when I was talking to Tom about Henry the Archer, uh, whenever I saw them at, at Fortress Fest last year, I think. He walked up, and we were having a good conversation, and he's like, yeah, man, I, I just showed up one day to like add a little filler to one song and now I'm in the band and play all the time. He's like, it's great. It's like that perfect, yeah. it was this cool combination. As soon as we all heard it, we were like, oh no, this is kind of cool. And mm-hmm. and he stuck around and I really like it. I think it adds something really neat to the band. That's it, a good band. It does. It's a good and band. They are, yeah. No, and they have kind of a reggae feel to it. And I don't think of a trombone as being a reggae instrument, right? you know, but for some reason having that in there makes it feel a little bit more yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it just it fits that a little upbeat, you know. upbeats on the trombone makes it sound a little reggae, kind of, yeah. you know, but not quite so much. So, uh, are you going to be at the um, at the award show again this year? I hope so. Yeah, that's my plan. I uh, I like to go every year. That's another one of those days where you can't beat the uh, you can't beat the company. Yeah, we'll be out at the festival on the twenty third. We'll be trying to do the podcasting where they do the. Uh, cool whenever uh the concert yeah where they have like eight bars with yeah. 60 bands or whatever mm-hmm. that should be really cool is yeah. that gonna be in the south side again yeah i think awesome. so i think it's all over here mm-hmm. and then um yeah and then when the the weekly awards show up hopefully we'll get to do the same thing we did last year yeah that was really fun and we'll have another booth and we can get it we can get the the mark and jason show back up oh and running man again. jason lee would be all about it we we yeah. actually talked about it uh there was another event or something that they were wanting to maybe live stream and had talked about Jason and I doing the color commentary on it, and it would be a blast. I feel like everybody that sat in on the booth that day was was pretty fun to talk to. Yeah. It was, mm-hmm. it was great. That's fun to do it. Have you ever thought about doing 
a podcast? Because when I mean, you've got a lot of local knowledge and you do a lot of local stuff and into a lot of local things, got a lot of friends. And it's funny. I've had people ask about me doing a uh, basically like a camping and camping, fishing, hiking, yeah, type podcast. Did so I listen to that? People got more information on uh, where to go and whenever you're going to those places, what to do around it, and all that stuff. Because that's stuff that I pay way more attention to. I'm like, mm-hmm. not only do I want an awesome state park, but I want there to be like a bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, where okay. like if it's raining or something, I want to know where the bar in town is, and this, that, like silly stuff that you don't think about until everything's falling apart when you're out camping, and you're mm-hmm. like, where are we gonna go? It's raining, everything sucks. He's like, oh well, there's three places in town that are really awesome, and this and just little stuff like that. I've kind of mm-hmm. thought about getting together and uh, and doing something a podcast about that. But uh, as far as local uh, local people and topics and bands and all this, I pretty much leave it to you guys yeah. <laughs> it feels like it feels like the couple of podcasts that i listen to you guys and jerry jonestown it feels like everybody's doing a the like, same kind of job that i'd be doing you know i'm like yeah this is talking mm-hmm. about everybody that i want to talk to going into the place over it over there with all the polaroids you know yeah, yeah. Like looking around i'm like oh my gosh i want to talk i want to sit around and drink and talk with all of these people yeah <laughs> it seems great it's a cool thing so i wouldn't be opposed to being a part of one that's for sure yeah no, that's cool yeah i think i like to I like the camping fishing podcast idea. Even yesterday, like I was saying, if we didn't have our kids, we probably would have stuck it out. And where we were, we were were within walking distance. We could see it from from our tent at Stumpy's, like a barbecue blues bar or something. I don't know what it is, but it's like we could have just been like, fuck it, and just left the tent and walked over there and just sat there and drank. Yeah, Yeah. it's great. It happens, man. Yeah. Yeah. More often than not, especially if you're uh, planning a camping trip that's like, oh, I put a whole lot into this. I planned it eight months out. Well, it's probably going to rain. It's going to rain or it's going to be the hottest thing that's ever happened to you in your life. And so Mm -hmm. you might as well know where to go eat and where to go drink and go do the things that are closest to it. That's a, it seems like a big part of when you're gone. No, that's cool. That's a good idea. I think you should do it. And I like fishing and camping. Yeah, uh, you do. Well, I like the podcast part of it too. (laughs) You know, because I don't know a lot about it um, as far as like, like, I don't know what the Blue River is. I've never been there. Right. And, and you've been to a lot of places and done a lot of things that I haven't done that where it's like um, sometimes you don't know where to find the information out. You know, it's like I didn't know that you could even camp at Granbury until yesterday. Right. You know, so um, and that's just how I, and that's how you learn. You learn little by little by little. But when you do it for so long, then all of a sudden you've got all this yeah, knowledge. You've, you've amassed this, this thing. It's like uh, running into you out at uh, Greenbrier. Out at Greenbrier, yeah. you know. And just like walking up and being like, oh, hey, we're out here trying to fish for trout because they put trout in Greenbrier. And mm-hmm. I have people ask me all the time whenever I'm posting pictures and they're like, oh, did you just get back from a trip? And I'm like, no, what do you mean? And they're like, oh, I saw those fish pictures. And I'm like, no, I was at, I was at Cobb Park. There, yeah. There's just all these places. People don't know where to go fishing in town, yeah. you know, and don't think that anywhere is going to matter whenever there's so much. Lake Como is awesome. Lake, uh, Oakland Lake is awesome. Echo Lake, when it's full, is awesome. And they're all right here, you know. That's mm-hmm. it's within ten minutes of almost everybody. And you just all you got to do is go. And then almost every park in town, uh, or the bigger parks, you know, got a creek running through it. Well, mm-hmm. if the creek's got water in it. There's fish in it, right? Mm-hmm. So going out and fly fishing in the middle of Cobb Park with a parties going on all around me, families, you know, and Mother's Day and all this, and I'm just out there fly fishing. Everybody was getting a kick out of it. It's pretty, pretty fun. I bet that they people, were. That's funny. People don't know that it's uh, it's just so easy to go around this town and have places like Airfield Falls is another one. Oh, uh, yeah. That place is awesome. It's so beautiful, and See, people don't the, know about it. The mm-hmm. one place, the, the one time I went there, I was telling them that um, there was kids swimming and, like, dogs in the water, yeah. so I wasn't mm-hmm. going to be fishing the waterfalls, but I yeah, think it's if, really full right now. Maybe you can get over there and fish it because there's nobody there 
Yeah, it was funny the last time I was there, and I try my best at having kids and also just trying to be an understanding person. I got out there, and I was, like, standing in the falls, and it was perfect, and I had the fly rod out, and I'd already caught a couple of fish, and these kids, like, and their parents came over to where I was fishing and jumped in the water. Uh, and I was just like, oh. Uh, I I have a hook on my line, right? You know, and yeah. I, kinda, I kinda packed it up, and I was like, oh, man. So I, like, moved further down the thing, and, but for me, all of that stuff, I'm, I'm such a nature conservationist feeling person anyway that i'm like man if you're gonna bring your kids out and have a good mm-hmm. time and play in the water more power to you I'm, yeah I'm, I'm happier about that than me catching fish anyway right i'm like y'all do that have fun make memories i'm gonna go down here and try yeah but yeah that's a cool spot it's a, it's a great spot to fish and a good spot to swim and play and mm-hmm. the other day though whenever the the trinity was up almost out of its banks basically there's a four foot dam on one end of airfield falls that keeps the trinity river water out so that it's all the spring-fed water that's in there, so it's all crystal clear, basically. Mm-hmm. And the Trinity had come up high enough over that four-foot thing, and so it was Trinity water all the way to the falls. Oh. And and it was up, it was probably at 10 feet, mm-hmm. you know, higher yeah. than it normally is. So you could stand below the last falls, and the water was up to there. Wow. You know? and oh, wow. So I got out there with my pole and was just like, oh, I can't do anything here. That's, that is almost... The darkest brown water I have ever yeah. seen. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. All the rain's been insane. Mm-hmm. It has been insane. It's really a, it's upsetting me because I I wanted fishing camp and k- k- kayak and everywhere I go it's just flooded and chocolate milky and all that stuff. <laughs> One thing I learned is I'm, I I don't think that I'm a vain a person, you know, or very egotistical. I mean, I, I don't think that, but um, when I was at Greenbrier Park I was sitting there and I had my old man glasses on and I was doing my little hook and everything and I'm all tying it and all of a sudden Mark taps me on the shoulder and I turn around and I look and he's all like hey Jeff I'm all like glasses immediately like off my face bro. I don't know why it's just to have like <laughs> and I was like why did I do that I don't, Mark doesn't care if I wear glasses I don't even care if I wear glasses what's the big deal but I immediately that's just really instinct funny. yeah I mean I, I thought about that the whole rest of the day I was like why did I get my glasses off so fast as soon as I saw somebody that I recognized who's never mm-hmm. seen me in glasses before and they're readers or dollar store glasses so oh, I can see okay. they're just so that, could, like tie yeah. your, that that really two pound funny. line and that yeah. small hook I just needed my glasses I'm always, that makes me look really old that's but anyways a, that's actually a damn good idea just carry a yeah. set well, of readers in well your I need them to read pocket. and stuff anyways nowadays but yeah that's, that showed the video where it was like everybody was doing the me in 2009 me in 2019 and I showed a picture of a of a hook and a line that was perfectly clear and then 2019 it was blurry yeah. <laughs> that's, that's awesome that's kind of the, but that yeah so I mean, I need appropriate them. but yeah it's just it was so it was that was just I don't know why but that memory always I think it's funny that my fishing sunglasses are really really lame mm-hmm. and they're they look awful like they look bad on me and but they work really well, you know. They're yeah, like made yeah. by a fishing company, like Yum or some, some one of those uh, right. fishing brands. Yeah, yeah. And they're polarized, and they're like the uh, they're brown lenses, so they like make everything brighter too. So they, yeah. everything's bright, and I can see through the water and all this stuff. So they're so functional and perfect, and it doesn't matter. I have like my Ray Bans in the car and my fishing glasses, and I switch them out. I'm, yeah. like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm actually going to be fishing. I'm going to put the fishing glasses on. But mm-hmm. I feel the same way. Like Somebody walks up, and I'm like, oh, hey, man, it's good to see you. I look ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where, where are your Ray-Bans? Yeah, that was funny. That's just, that, so that's funny that, that you were like, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not old. I'm yeah, I'm not old at all. I'm still on a hook here. That's <laughs> still a very young man. Very young. Very young. <laughs> so, all right, man, dude, it was really good having, 
have anyone I didn't mean to do as much nature talk I thought that we might but, <laughs> you know I mean, that wasn't my intention <laughs> which <laughs> just left Zach out entirely he's like I, don't which know. I didn't mean to do I mean I, I had the you know I mean I wrote down the, the I got, whole I took a lot of notes this show yeah that's nice. good yeah well, I appreciate being on here, man. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. I like talking to people about local stuff, and I love talking to people about fishing and camping. Obviously, yeah, and I think we need more local fishing because you don't you, you don't realize that you can go right over to mm-hmm. Echo, Echo Lake and catch some big fish. Oh yeah, big bass. They did, they know? even did like um, they did bass tournaments there for a long time, you know. And uh, right now it's drained because they're they're doing a bunch of repairs. Really? And, yeah. It's oh, a, I'm it's gonna about, look at it. It's about seventy percent drained. So it's really low, huh? Yeah. They uh, the the end. There was a crazy. <laughs> this is a lot. I want to go there and see it now. There was a there was a train. Uh, yeah, de- derailed. derailed. And the reason that that train derailed was because the water maintenance people in Fort Worth didn't listen to the people who were telling them that Echo was flooding. Mm-hmm. Um, it had something had been lodged in the in the overflow. Okay, where, where the water actually spills out of the lake. Something had broken the the metal grate filter and had jammed up the hole right so it brought the water level up and all the people who go out there and fish had been contacting the city and being like hey echo lake has this thing and it's, and it's flooding and the water came up and came up and went over the dam well when it did it went down towards the incinerator uh-huh, and flooded uh-huh. the whole all of the train tracks and ended up causing a weakness in the train tracks which derailed this entire train right yeah. so then as soon as the train wreck happens they're like draining the lake and now we're fixing everything and mm-hmm. it's like man you've known about this for a while yeah, yeah. but now we got a problem but now we've got a huge problem and that's national news on the train and all this and so they they had to they've had to put a lot of work into it i think there was a lot of people in the neighborhood that were worried that they were getting rid of it like draining it for good but mm-hmm. that's the workers said that they're repairing it and then going to refill it or whatever I hope they don't get it. I want them to make it nice. I want to win a billion dollars and I want to buy it from the city. Yeah. And be like, it, it'll still be public use. I'm not going to be just my lake. I want to open it. I want to put a little bait shop. I want to put, yeah. you know, and have. Yeah, Como's the same way. I have like a real, uh, for whatever re- reason, I have a connection to Como Lake. I've spent a lot of time out there. And I, and I feel like there's finally some cleanup efforts going on from the city and from private groups or whatever. I've seen people out there. Como's way so nicer than Echo. It's, oh, yeah. You it, know, it, yeah, it is. It's way smaller or whatever. It's smaller, uh, but it's nicer as far as. I feel like now that Echo it, it is drained, that they've sent people around and collected a whole bunch of trash and all that good. stuff. So that's no, really that makes rad. me happy. You know, I want to see what's down in there because I know yeah. it's. I want to see if there's any cars or motorcycles. Well, it or had whatever. that. It had that shopping cart. Uh huh. And they're forever. The whole time that I've ever been yeah. going there, and somebody went out and pulled the shopping cart out because it, it, you could walk out there. I was like, plus oh. I want to see what the what what the bottom looks like. Yeah, it's so really I don't know how wild. to fish I, it. I was really surprised at uh at where the channels were and everything. I was like, oh okay, well that makes more sense. I need to go out there tomorrow. I need to go out there first thing tomorrow and look at it it's pretty wild yeah all right sorry i didn't mean to get off on that <laughs> anyways all right this is uh josh and the jet noise with april rains also nominated for new band also produced by yours truly also produced by joe and the first song was produced are you by nominated joe. for a producer he I is am. that's cool mm-hmm. that's super cool that's fun <laughs> yeah so you, you you did the first and last song yeah book ended the show very nice get, we need to get bruce magnus in here to make a new record with you <laughs> <laughs> so. all right everybody so we'll see you uh We'll be at, at, at the Tony Green Show, the live taping, if y'all want to join us and hang out with us next week. Oh, yeah. So we'll see y'all then. Goodbye. Th- thanks Bye. for having me on, y'all. Yeah, man, it was fun. Thank you. Bye.